So, so originally, this message was nice and simple and easy. It was, you know, I was originally thinking direction, and I was going to just start out in Genesis and kind of go all the times that God issued direction and orders and how, you know, a good way for us to face those and deal with those, what that can look like. And, you know, that brought to mind a, a story that Pastor told many, many years ago. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how long ago it was in a little bit, but he related back when he was in the Cub Scout, or not Cub Scouts, he was in the Scouts. They did a navigation challenge. And, uh, they, you know, they, and I just, I just remember him talking about the, the, about doing that navigation and how it was kind of a, I always think of it as a blind one. He had, to, he had a compass and he had to use the compass and the distance. And I was just thinking about that one day and, um, was down, actually tell you how long ago it was. We were down picking up Sean and Lily from Cottonwood Elementary School. <laughs> and, and while we were waiting for the kids, I was out there standing somewhere around the flagpole. And I looked down and there's this rock sitting on the ground and it was like perfectly level. And it wasn't just a rock. It was just, it was sitting there like it was a, a marker stone. And I got to, that story came back to me and I was thinking about how you could actually tell somebody to navigate to a point and they would know they were in the right spot if they arrived and saw that stone. If you gave them directions and they arrived, they could be like, oh, well, there's a stone over there. I'll bet you I was supposed to be over there. Or they could be like, Yep, there's a stone right there. I'm supposed to be here. And that could be a navigational waypoint that God can use in our life that we can arrive at a point where or we are, we're, we're walking along and unlike Pastor and his, uh, and the, the, for the scouts, didn't have waypoints. But you could arrive at a point and go, that stands out. That must be God's waypoint in my life. And you get a new set of directions and you go, okay, now off this bearing and that far. And I had this whole message coming up and I was like, yes, this is good. I like this. And then my nieces and nephews, they were, uh, they were aggravating me because they were trying to split up the work. And somebody was, oh, that's not my job. And I was forming a wonderful lecture in my head about how we need to serve God and how he gives us these directions and how we need to serve with our whole heart and holding nothing back. And it was a beautiful lecture. <laughs> right up until I thought of my behavior the previous Friday at work when I was stressed and I was tired. And um, you would not have associated me with the name of Christ. And, and uh, one of my coworkers had a less than good description of me and my behavior. And immediately, my heart was just challenged. And the problem was I could no longer talk to my nieces and nephews because the whole beam in my eye was just getting in the way. And I was just... And from there, God's like, oh yeah, hey, so while you're off on this sidetrack and you're thinking about the directions... I've given you and the motivations you have and how you need to serve, you know, and then it just runs through my head thinking about, well, yeah, yeah, but who in the Bible serves right off? And yeah, don't, don't, don't go down that one with God. That's, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of that and I was just, oh, you know, you know, if I was going to quote a verse to somebody about serving, it would be that one where Jesus says my, my, or my burden is easy and my yoke is light and couldn't remember what it was, so I went in and I typed in yoke and looked it up, and I was I saw the one in I, I believe it's in Matthew. I think I have it here somewhere in my notes. But a little bit beyond that, I saw First Timothy six verse one, 
Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, you go searching in the word of God, and God's like, oh, so hey, um, count, your own ma- count your, uh, the masters as worthy of all honor. When given direction, look to those who are giving that direction as worthy of honor. Well, there, there goes any uh, rebellion I feel about, like wanting to get mad at my boss when he doesn't do what I want or something like that. Yeah, it's quite some conviction right there about how to receive that direction from people. And then apparently God decided that it was time to ratchet things up even more. <laughs> I wasn't having enough fun already. So God brought to my mind and my heart, it was just brought to boil a couple... Um, stresses over the past that have really been building over the last couple months and you know brought me to the point where I was just absolutely I wasn't mad at God not yet I was just at the point where I was starting to doubt his goodness and his will you know I'd God I've done these items I've done this this is your this is the will of God I know this I have reached this point I have followed your directions and where I am is not safe it's not happy I am not comfortable. I want to be comfortable. I want to be safe and I want to be happy. And I was talking to some friends this this weekend and I said something along that line and they gave me some really, really good advice. And it's just been a whole conversation on this. And it was about, you know, where do you go when you know you're in the will of God? When God has issued a direction and where you're at is not where you want to be. And, and one of the biggest things I learned, well, one of the things I know and it's just re- been reiterated, is that when a problem comes up, usually the first thing I do is I yank my fear up right in front of me. And I'm just, that's my shield. I let my fear control me. Someone, you know, God says, go here. And I'm like, why? No! I don't want to. And God has just been pushing me on that. It's just, you know, hey, where, why? Why do you have fear? Where does your fear stem from? Aren't my directions good enough? Aren't I good enough, big enough, strong enough for you? And sometimes the directions we get from God are scary and we doubt the intentions. Does he mean me good? Does he care. And then I ran across Deuteronomy 12:28 when God is giving direction to Israel for when they're in the promised land. And this jumped out at me as to why I need to listen to God when he speaks. Deuteronomy 12:28. Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever. For when thou do- doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. God says to be careful to listen to all the words that he commands us so that it is well with us and those who come after us. Your decisions today will affect your decisions tomorrow and might well be the roadmap for those who come after you. If somebody sees you and sees how you are taking direction and how you act, that can form the roadmap for them. And I've had, I, I, see, I'm, 
Three weeks ago, I would have told you that if God issues a direction, I'm happy with it. I'm okay. And yeah, this, this, this statement I have here is, is when I feel like God has given direction, I have to sit in the knowledge that if God gives direction, then the results are in this, his hands. You may not like what's going on, but if you can say that God led you there, then you're okay, even if you don't feel it. And three weeks ago, I would have told you, yes, that is so true. That might have even been in my original notes. And <laughs> it's just been really fun to think about direction. And that, yeah, and mine has been circling around when God issues directions in my life. But that between that and work, it just keeps on bouncing back and forth as to who's issuing me directions, how do I handle that, do I honor them like I'm supposed to? And that turned into how do I issue directions to people? Do I use God as the center when I'm simply speaking to someone? Do I think and pray about every set of directions or every thing I say to people? And I don't have a good answer for that. My behavior says no, but I hope to get better on that. And, you know, I, I don't know. One of the bigger things that I've, I've actually told someone this, and again, God has really challenged me on this, is that, um, is that in the fear and the doubt that whatever comes to you has come through the Father first. He may not like letting you go through whatever it is, but the problem has first been under his gaze, and he has said you can go through it. In the book of Job, God gives instructions to the devil about how far he can go. And he says, this far and no further. And when I first read that, I, I, I'm never happy when I read Job. Because to me, it always seems like God's just throwing Job under the bus. Hey, look, look at my servant over there. Go get him. And, you know, and Job's just sitting there nice and happy, and all of a sudden, everything falls in on him. And when he is suffering, when he's in pain and turmoil, both spiritual and physical, I really don't like Job. Because he doesn't, his reactions don't leave a whole lot of room for mine. He sits there day after day, not knowing what's going on. And he still glorifies God in what he does. And yet God's like, here's a test, Chris. Are you, you know, you're in my will. Do you trust me? Nope. Nope. Nope, God, not, not, not really. Nope. I trust me. And <laughs> somehow this all got tied into something my boss had said too. And God's like, so do you trust your boss? No. Why? I put him over you. Okay, God, hold on. I need to go back and think. <laughs> so a lot of, you know, I've, I've, I've had a really, really fun two, three weeks. And, <laughs> and one of the big things that, um, actually, pastor, when he preached on a Sunday, touched on choices. And Something he said in there, basically, you know, I, I, I have a little bit more later on, but one of the things he also said is that, you know, we have the precepts that come before us, choices and decisions, and we have God's word to guide us when there's choices to be made. And 
one of the big areas that we uh, that um well i'm not gonna say we because that that would shift the blame but <laughs> that i struggle with is that when dealing with someone else and in looking this up for guidance and direction i came across colossians chapter 3 verse 12 to 25 and it deals with how we deal with with each other at first i was looking at verse 23 which talks about how we should have dealings with those who are in charge of us Paul was originally talking to slaves about how they should conduct themselves with their masters. But then I read the previous verse, and verses 14 and 15 jumped out at me about what is the best way to face things in our lives. Colossians 3, verses 14 and 15. And above all these things, putting on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which which you are to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. In all that's going on around you, be thankful and do it in love. And it, you know, God was just looking at this going, wherever you're at, react in love. Whatever's going on, put on love first. Someone says go left, grab love, hold it up as a shield, and navigate. Because you do that first and God's always going to be involved. And you know what? I was thinking about one of the simplest. Well, to me, it's simple. The consequences are not so much. But when Jesus was talking to Peter in John chapter uh, 21, verse 15, when he says, And when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. How, how much simpler can you get than that? Do you love me more than these? Yes. Feed my sheep. Really simple directions. If, then. And I got thinking about that as there's a lot of decisions we face that can be broken down to almost that simple. Do I want to do this? No. Did God command me? Yes. Then go do it. Where are you at? What are you doing? What's the simplest way you can face this? What's the simplest breakdown how if i break this down does it get me closer to god does it make my choices easier does it make the direction that god wants me to go easier and i was originally looking at proverbs 3 chapter 3 verse 5 as to trust in the lord and looking into his understanding and then again i read before and after and the chapter just jumped out at me about keeping what God says and how we need to react and deal with stuff. At the forefront of our minds in all that we are supposed to at the forefront of our minds in all that we do is supposed to be God's understanding and his law. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou find fight, yeah, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And that was just one of those that I was reading that and I just got on that and how many times that 
again, I mean, I, 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 for me, direction from man is almost one of the easy things. You tell me to do something, I have a quick decision. It's when God's involved that he's like, because I think God, you know, not, not to make it sound bad, but God knows the buttons to push. God knows what buttons to push. God knows when and how and where we need to be tested. And in Jeremiah 10, we are again told to trust in the Lord and told that we don't have the power to correctly direct our steps and to seek God to correct us and keep our feet in the right path. Jeremiah 10, 23 to 24. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not, it is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. And for me, that just strikes to my pride because I like to be safe. I like to be protected. I like to make my decisions. I like to be in control. Because shouldn't I know how to guide my life? <laughs> yeah. God has, God's got, you know, direct, direction, you know. It's a nice, simple message. I remember the good old days when this was a nice, simple message that didn't hit me at the heart. And in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And we need to constantly be going back to the fact that God's will in our life is for the good. It is for peace. It is to give us that comfort. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm... I'm Skimming my notes and finding out I went, you know, two or three rabbit trails here. <laughs> Which, I mean, anyone in the last, who, who saw the last one can tell you, I, I like my rabbit trails. I love my rabbit trails. <laughs> and in uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Be confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So if you're doubting God's direction and his will in your life, he will, he is con he, he he will remain consistent. He will remain with you. He will guide and direct, and he will do a better job than you can. Being submitted to God is a foundation to base our actions and decisions on. If you ever need a why should I not let off a little steam, they need to know how I feel. Turn to Romans 12, chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when someone issues you orders, assuming that they're of a serious enough nature that you need to consider, do these fall into God's will? What is my reaction? Does that fall into God's will? Is that, do I need to submit to that as being a living sacrifice? If I follow these, is it being holy and acceptable unto God? Be submitted to 
direction, and will. Trust that whoever God has placed over you is, well, I wouldn't say trust that they're honoring God, but trust that if you do not forsake the will of God in following them, that God will bless that decision. When you've been issued orders and you're navigating whatever the decision is, keep your eye out for landmarks and obstructions in your path. I think God places potholes in our road so that we have to keep our eyes on the road. We can never look too far ahead because there's always going to be potholes and you want to steer around those. But if you look for those landmarks, you know where you are, you know what's ahead of you, and if you keep your eyes out for the potholes, you can also navigate around some of the troublesome spots. And it always keeps your eyes on the Word of God. And, you know, as... Um, like I say, and on Saturday I was talking with some friends and got in the car after talking to them and I was thinking about it and I was back to arguing with God and two two songs into the playlist, which by the way I had actually had to shut off my playlist because I was God was trying to use it and I was Saturday I had turned it back on and two songs into it, I don't remember what it was, but it was something about like following God and God and you know, God being trustworthy. And I was like, oh, seriously. And I was like, okay, God, I'm, I don't know what you want. I, I, I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. But I know it's your direction. And then, of course, Sunday, pastor preaches the message on, uh, actually, what I got out of it and what he preached on are probably two different things. <laughs> it was just the whole thing. God, you know, pastor leads in on Sunday, and I'm like, really, God? You got to pastor too? <laughs> My playlist is one thing, changing pastor's sermon to fit, you know. And that was just, you know, God going, no, yeah, see, see, yeah, you're, I want you here. Since you can see those, you're right here. And, you know, uh, this, you know, on Sunday when pastor was speaking, I was thinking that when it comes to choices and directions, there are things that have been provided to assist us, methods that we have learned or that, that we can pick up along the way that will help us when we face decisions along the way. And they can make some of our choices easier. I don't have these actually numbered because I couldn't think of in what order to do it. But if you're facing a decision, narrow down the choices. Simplify it to the base version. What is the base issue? What is the core of this decision? Keep it simple. Split the choices. How many ways can this go? Me, I like choices. I, I like to game plan everything. I already have a game plan for driving to Sacramento. I know how that, you know, my brain's already like processing there and back and I have a game plan. So for me, it's break it down to the smallest pieces. How simple can I make this? Make choices beforehand. Have I, does, you know, in, this, in the broader issues, have I chosen to follow God? Well, what does that mean? for the future. Well, it means that I can't go very far. It means that I have to get yanked back when my emotions get ahead of me, when I make some poor choices and do not exhibit the love of God to my coworkers. I have to think back to who have I chosen? Well, I've chosen God. So what does that mean? 
Well, that means I've surrendered myself. I need to be that perfect and acceptable sacrifice to God. And uh, I don't know why it popped up in this, but when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about um, a variation on what Dave Ramsey says. He says, if you don't tell your money where to go, it'll just go. Well, if you don't tell your mind and your heart where to go, they'll just go. So make those decisions ahead of time so that they will go where you say to go. And then the hardest one for me is to put those choices before God and see what he says. Take all that that's before you and lay it before God and ask him to see what survives. Tell him to douse it in fire and see what survives. Are these choices godly? Are they worthy? Are they trustworthy? How many of the choices before you will glorify God? Put it before God and see what survives. Learn from the past. Am I a good Am I good at making decisions? What's worked? What hasn't? Again, you know, look to that and see what you did, what happened, and what you learned. And then what did God say about what you did? Seek the future. Have a destination in mind. Where do I want to be? If I don't know where I want to be, I don't know where this decision stands in, in mind. If I walk out this door and someone is like, I offer you half a million dollars to move to Jamaica right now. How does that fit into my plan? How does that fit into God's plan? What does that do? If I've already made choices beforehand, or if I know what I want, I would probably actually turn that down because I don't think Jamaica's in my future. I don't know. I'd have to really question that one, but you never know. But I have a plan, and if I think that plan comes from God, then I can stick with that idea. So know the future, or seek the future, I mean. Know where you are. Take time to understand where you are right now. Does How does this... It, was, it wasn't actually so much know where you are. It's also know where you think you are. What, three weeks ago, I would have told you that this was all just a simple message because... I've already submitted all this to God. I'm okay. So know where you think you are, at least. And, and then I have a note in here that I, I, I wasn't even sure. I mean, when I, when I wrote this, this, well, I didn't write this one this morning, but I was thinking, you know, lay this before God. Know where you are and, or where you think you are and lay this before God. See what he says. See if God says you're in the same place that you are. Do I have as much trust? Do I have as much faith? Do I, if it's, if it's a worldly issue, do I think my boss is as smart as he thinks he is? Do I think this decision is as smart as he thinks it is? Whatever he's telling me to do, how should I respond? Check your guides. Know what leads you. What, in my case, I now understand how much more powerfully my emotions, my fear and the doubt can lead me to turn aside. Know what leads you and then lay this before God as well. Let him deal with it. Let him put it through the fire and return that which is holy. Check your heart. 
know the stakes and what you want. I want safety and protection. How far will I go with that? Do I know the stakes of some of the decisions, especially spiritual ones that I make? Account for what you want. And this, actually, when I thought about this, I immediately thought back to many years ago, my youngest sister and I were driving through Wyoming, and the sign came up on the side and says, you know, like Devil's Tower that way. And, oh, do you want to go? I don't know. Do you want to go? I don't know. So we just both kept quiet and kept driving. Turns out we both wanted to go, but neither of us was sure what the other one wanted. So account for what you want. Nowadays, I pretty much will be, if someone's like, what do you want to do? I try to immediately go, what do I want to do? And then I try to put that to them and be like, I would like to go to Devil's Tower. But do you? Because then they at least know. And it clears it up for both sides. What choices are there? How do both sides feel about this choice? If in a worldly sense, if I don't think my boss is making a good choice, I can tell him. If I can maybe add to his base of knowledge and maybe it'll affect his choice. If it comes down to this, split your choices. Simplify each one into a set and see what happens. I mean, again, I do this because I game plan and I think about this stuff. The biggest one to me is always issue directions to yourself. Once you have a direction, once your boss has said, go here, tell yourself to go there. Stop arguing. Just tell yourself, this is what I will do. Simplifies a lot of stuff if you just tell yourself where to go because it removes choices. If I tell myself, if my boss says, Chris, I need you to go over here and sweep the floor. And I say, oh, yes, sir. And I'm going to go and I tell myself, Chris, go sweep the floor. That means I'm in, I'm in agreement, which means the fact I don't want to sweep the floor doesn't matter anymore. It's I issue directions and I follow. And then one of the big ones, of course, in a spiritual sense, is know that the future is in God's hands. Whatever you're going through, whatever is going on, know the future is in God's hands and cling to this. Just lay hold of this promise and cling to it if that's all you have. Again, for spiritual directions, pray. During this time, I was flat out telling God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I do not feel safe and comfortable. I don't want to trust you right now. And I know I can do that with my Heavenly Father. I can just lay it out there and tell him, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, in a lot of cases, it didn't seem to help, but that's just because my fear got in the way. And check to see if knowing that you're, is the fear controlling you? Is the anger controlling you? Is the confusion making choices? Is the doubt leading you astray and keeping you from seeing stuff? Know that it all depends on God and pray like it. Then go work as if it all depends on you. And again, lay this before God. Just run it by God and just keep on just going, okay, God, this is what I think. Okay, God, this is what I think. And 
This is another, this is especially hard for me. Is you know, know that you will have to climb the hills, scale the cliffs, endure the rain, walk in the wind, and sometimes feel very alone. You might feel very, very alone. Lay this before God. Trust God. God will help you through the wind, the rain, up and down the hills and cliffs. He usually won't clear the rubble or level the path or stop the fear. But cling to the fact that your Father is in heaven and that he knows what's ahead. And then many, many years ago, I was working with a coworker, and she, you know, her, her dad uh, is in the Coast Guards, and he, he gave her two really good acronyms. And one of them is, you know, not not for here, but um, gave her the acronym for fear. False expectations appearing real. And that always stuck with me just because the number of times I've, I've had to turn to that and look at that and I have to go, okay, God, what are the choices? And I look and I go, well, I'm afraid. Well, what is the expectation? Is it real? Is it false? Why is it appearing real? What, what is it causing me to think about? And I have to, that always sends me right back to God. Because if it's fear, then if it's a false expectation, okay, God, I know what I think. I know what I want. I know what I think is going to happen. I know when I walk, I go here. I'm going to end up, I don't know. I'm not even going to lay an, an idea before you. But, if you look at the future, if you look at the decision, if you look out and what you see is the fear, ask God, is it a false expectation appearing real? And back to Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful." Hey, look, I went longer than I thought. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. <clears throat>